everybody. It is a beautiful Wednesday here on the Morning Buzz at WMSC Upper Montclair. But there's one thing on my mind before we can even get started on the show, guys. We are in the studio, and this might be the hottest environment um, since going to the Caribbean not too long ago. It is so hot in here. So this is a statement to whoever is in charge of this building, okay? Please turn the degrees down it is so hot i feel like i'm sweating and i don't feel too good right now so amina just to make sure can you speak very quickly can you guys hear me oh we figured it out ladies and gentlemen unlike last week where lana had to talk 20 times just to be heard we got it right the first time and amina we got some business to take care of it is seven in the morning please give us the news all right so in national news, six-year-old Paisley Schultes was found stashed under the staircase of a home in eastern New York after disappearing more than two years ago. The case broke Monday night when a detective pried open the staircase and found Paisley in a secret room where she was hiding with her biological yet non-custodial mother in a Fawn Road home, according to the town of Saugerties Police. Police arrested Paisley's biological parents who did not have custody of her and had been suspected of abducting her. In state news, Patterson officials are trying to get COVID-19 relief funding for undocumented residents. The city is partnering with Make the Road New Jersey, an advocacy group for immigrants. Undocumented residents were unable to claim federal stimulus checks and COVID-19 related unemployment assistance throughout, throughout the pandemic. The deadline to apply for assistance is February 28th. And in local news, 21-year-old Tajahad Ellison has been charged with aggravated assault and the seemingly random sucker punch of a 73-year-old man on the sidewalk in Newark last Friday. Ellison suffers from mental illness, police said, and the victim was transported to University Hospital for treatment and has since returned home. The weather today is we have a high of 46 and a low of 20 with a humidity level of 64% and a moderate air quality with a level of 52. Thank you so much, Amina. As usual, that was a great news report. But the weather, I don't know if that's right because in here it is definitely 97 degrees yeah, no. with so 100% hot. humidity. Amina, in that room, Aiden said it wasn't too bad. Are you hot in there? No, I'm hot. Okay. All right. So it's the whole building. Um, listen, the sports world has been turned upside down. Things have been going everywhere. The big game is in the books. Anthony, what are we going to talk about for the next four months on the show if NFL's done? I got you, Isaiah. In sporting news, the Los Angeles District Attorney announced yesterday that former All-Pro running back Adrian Peterson will not be charged for domestic violence after he was arrested on Sunday at LAX. Peterson, who has a previous background to a domestic violence case back in 2014, shed some light on the situation by saying, quote, we just had a disagreement. I know the headlines, domestic violence. You think I beat her up or something. It was nothing like that, end quote. Pittsburgh Penguins captain Sidney Crosby scored his 500th goal last night in a 5-4 Penguins win against the Philadelphia Flyers. Crosby joins Mario Lemieux as the only Penguin in the 500-goal club. The NFL announced the total viewership for the big game yesterday with an audience of 101.1 million viewers. This is the most te viewed televised event in the last five years, and it was a 6% increase in viewership from last year's big game. 
The Minnesota Vikings announced that Kevin O'Connell is to be their new head coach going forward. O'Connell is previously an offensive coordinator under Sean McVay and the Rams for the Super Bowl champions before being hired. The Celtics took a huge blowout win against the 76ers last night, 135 to 87. Jalen Brown finished with 29 points and the C's held the NBA's leading scorer, Joel Embiid, to just 19 points. And the first seed Phoenix Suns held off the Clippers last night, 103 to 96. All-star Devin Booker had 26 and Chris Paul added 14 assists to beat the Kawhi and PG-less Clippers. And in Olympic news, the U.S. men's hockey team was bounced from contention yesterday after a heartbreaking 3-2 loss against Slovakia. That means another year gone by without a gold for the men's team who haven't accomplished the feat since the miracle on ice back in 1980. But we are going to move on to our next story, and it's more controversy. So... We will jump right into it as a huge settlement involving the families of Sandy Hook victims. The family of nine victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting have agreed to a massive settlement. They have agreed with to a $73 million settlement against Remington, who's the maker of the rifle used to kill 20 first graders and six educators in 2012. The families and survivors of the shooting sued Remington in 2015, saying the company should have never sold such a dangerous weapon to the public. They said their focus was on preventing future mass shootings by forcing gun companies to be more responsible with their products and how they market them. At a news conference, some of the parents behind the lawsuit described a bittersweet victory. The case was obviously watched closely among government officials, gun control advocates, and gun rights supporters. President Joe Biden called the settlement historic, saying while the settlement does not erase the pain of the tragic day, it does begin the necessary work of holding gun manufacturers accountable for manufacturing weapons of war and irresponsibly marketing these firearms. This is another tough one because, you know, it's very sad what happened, obviously. I don't think we have to rehash that idea, but it's huge in the sense that this could probably set a precedent for, you know, other families, victims, you know, suing gun manufacturers, and maybe that would help spark more gun control um, within the companies, at least, maybe not by government rights or anything, but maybe the companies take it into their own actions instead of having to settle with millions of people at this point, considering the amount of victims of gun violence in this country. Um, But I'd be interested to see what the next settlement could be for companies like this yeah uh, regardless this is already and is going to still cause a massive controversy especially between the two groups of people and it's not something i want any part of um i think the parents are right i think the gun manufacturer deserves to pay that settlement but i know a lot of people are going to disagree with that and it's going to be a very very turbulent couple of weeks especially for these people because Mm -hmm. as right as they were and as justified as they were in the decision to bring this to court a lot of people aren't going to see it this way and i wish them the best of luck with dealing with all the crazy people that are going to come after them here's the thing these parents just got a bunch of money just for this which is all right but that's not going to bring their kids back they're still living life without the kids that they they raised for six years now they got to fight the good fight and try to make sure no nobody else has to, to go through what they went through. And, and it's tough, but 
I, I think this is a good step in the right direction. Hold these people accountable for what's going on. And because God knows our, our government's not doing that right now. Mm. Our government's not holding the people accountable. So we, we, they have to take the measures in their own hands. And I think they've done it. It's a good first step. Um, you, you definitely got to look at other uh, school shooting uh, cases as well. Maybe you, you could start suing other companies as well. And then maybe that'll get them to start maybe looking at this sort of, this, this issue in another way. Yeah. I, sometimes I wonder, like, does this go on the gun manufacturer's conscience? Like I made this weapon mm-hmm. and it was used to kill a bunch of six-year-old children. Wouldn't that hurt? I mean, it's the same concept with what we were talking about a little bit earlier is that these people, especially people in high power, don't really care about the people under them. They're constantly looking for the next monetary gain or how they can maneuver their way into higher positions of power. So when they hear their stories, I imagine that most of them probably don't care. They probably don't even know that their weapon was probably used in this kind of uh, event until suddenly they were getting sued. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they had no reaction to this at all, considering the climate of us uh, here in the United States. There's so many problems, um, and gun control is definitely one that is never going to leave, I think. I think it's going to be a constant debate amongst United States people across the nation. Uh, Amina, would you like to add in anything on? Yeah. Um, I agree just because I feel like in this case, I feel like it shouldn't have been a debate. I felt like the manufacturer should have just gave them the money, but then it's also like their company. So in their eyes, they're like, well, we didn't tell, we didn't ask for our gun to be used against your children. So I feel like they're looking at it like that, Mm -hmm. which is, makes no sense because like do you hear yourself but I feel like um and also sucks that it took six years for them to even finally just now um get the settlement but I feel like moving forward I feel like when situations like this happen I feel like the manufacturer should take responsibility instead of just saying well that we didn't we didn't ask for that or like we didn't do anything it's like you did in a way yeah you're right and at one point do you just sort of have to put some blame on the person who sold it as well not just the manufacturer as well you got to also target the people who sell firearms and just say you need to do better in your background checks you can't be lazy with this because it's going to cost lives if you don't you don't want that on your conscience as well because you're you're looking into these people you're, you're you are the one that decides if this person is should be allowed to own a firearm and if you take that lightly it could mean the lives of many people it would be and, like they're actually killing the person yeah themselves it, 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 i was i would contend it's probably worse and i feel like that also brings up the discussion how those people that do have the right to um own a weapon in their home it's also like they should be more that adult should be more conscious of the other people in their house because in this situation in any situation it's like anybody can have access to it so it's also like 
it also comes down to how that person is keeping others around them protected instead of just having it like a free device that they can say they're protecting themselves but then it can easily be taken you know um once again guys we hope obviously this can set a precedent for future or past victims and obviously they can help hold people more accountable um in these situations and we wish nothing but the best for the families here involved and we hope that this somehow you know brings some kind of victory for them over these terrible terrible times we are going to transition to our next story aiden we've been talking about this story on the wednesday buzz pretty much since we started together last semester and it involves the wall high school football friday night lights all that stuff uh, i would love to bring you all on this upsetting little uh nostalgia trip <laughs> <laughs> let's not that's a rough one <laughs> Uh, this has actually been an absolutely awful story that I've personally been keeping up with because it's something that I've personally seen and it's very close to my hometown but uh, as some of you are aware we've been monitoring it since last semester and as information seemed to always come out on the Tuesday nights for those unaware Wall High School has been under much scrutiny due to their negligence involving multiple sexual assault cases surrounding their football team Three victims were part of the locker room hazing, have accused the school district of negligence. In the formal notice released on the behalf of the three victims, said players on the Wall High School football team were able to viciously assault at least three teammates on multiple occasions due to the carelessness, recklessness, and negligence of coaches and other district staffers. One incident stated in the afternoon on October 27th before the team's football practice. The incident saw multiple students grabbing inappropriately at a victim. Things got progressively worse for the victim as they were assaulted in the locker room later that day. Two of the other notices cite similar behavior and allegations as the assault was captured on video. It was not stopped or otherwise interrupted at any time by any employee, despite the fact that classmates had subjected other members of Wall High School's varsity football team to similar assault slash batteries on multiple prior occasions. Now, I've been saying it since last semester, and I'll say it again. I played football. I know what kind of guys also play football, and I know how absolutely awful some of them can be when left unchecked. Luckily, everyone I played with was amazing, and they were brothers. But the stories we heard from other towns and the fact that if you look into a lot of these you know that the coaches know what's going on, but they allow it to happen to instill some sort of discipline or hazing mentality into their team to build obedience. And it is the most tragic and awful sort of condoned bullying allowed in the high school system. Yeah, I agree with you, Aiden. I, uh, I also played football in high school for a few years. And I, I've been in the locker rooms. I've been on the team buses i've done all of that and, and i never had an experience with hazing my high school was generally pretty good at just not allowing it or not condoning it at all so i've never had that issue but i've seen these issues where it's just that some some guys just go a little too far and you gotta be like no like that's not okay i i, I think that a little like 
joking around is fun and all like if you like as a sophomore like you have a younger guy and you sort of just like joke with them a little bit just because like you have them carry your book bag to a class or something like that that's fine but like if you have like but once you go like cross a certain threshold i think it's you, you can't go back from that yeah there's a fine line between light like teasing and assaulting some poor kid in a locker room you yeah. know what i mean like this is just it's it's tragic in the way that it's so easily avoided but the mentality that surrounds a lot of high school sports programs just promotes and keeps this sort of hazing culture uh toxic and available do you guys have anything to add to that like i i know uh i know we played uh, football but did you guys play sports in high school was there any examples of hazing when you guys played um i played sports but i would say like i feel like i went to like my high school i feel like everything was always kind of like family oriented so there never really was um hazing but i feel like from other like i ha- i've haven't experienced it but i know like other schools have like have experienced it but i also feel like usually it's like it's a reoccurring thing it'll be like the people that went through it and feel like they because they went through it that you'll be fine because they ended up fine like that mentality and i feel like that's what kind of provokes it and keeps it going no, I would completely agree. And I recently um, went to the International Fraternity uh, Council meeting for anti-hazing. And it was a great meeting. And it was very eye-opening to just how dangerous it can be. But they had a chart that was really interesting where you see all these things where uh, fraternities, you know, they got an awful rep. They're the most known for hazing. When the only other... Um, club activity on the high school and campus level that is more known for hazing than fraternities are on just a reported crime bias is varsity sports varsity sports has one of the highest percentage of hazing at least reported known to students and that just shows what kind of uh i don't even know what to call it a culture that surrounds it a stigma and it's it's so it's so easily avoidable. I know I've said that before, but if the coaches just took some time to maybe not leave a bunch of teenagers alone in a room together, it might not happen. And here's the thing: you just signed up to play a sport. You don't you don't sign up to go along with all of this stuff. Sometimes you just want to play a sport and just not be bothered by things like this, which is perfectly fine. Like you want to be. An athlete you, you you've decided to spend your time doing this because you love playing a certain sport so when you hear stories of this as as kids are just getting bullied or or assaulted you just gotta be like they were just trying to do the one thing that they love and they just got sort of robbed from it you know here's the thing about this story and aiden i like what you said where it's we have to hold coaches and officials accountable uh in the locker room like that and make sure they're obviously keeping an eye out on all these things that are going on with these students. But we also have to hold students accountable because you're telling me you see something like that going on where your teammate is being assaulted in a locker room and someone's recording it. 
and you guys just let it happen? I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it really comes down to how these kids are raised. Because the way I was raised, that would not slide at all. That is getting stopped immediately. That's getting reported. I don't care if you are the greatest high school player of all time. You can catch these hands on a Tuesday, on a Sunday, (laughs) and all these other days. Because what you're doing is so disgusting so unnecessary and it proves that you are a terrible human being now obviously hopefully they grow from this situation and they clearly learn that what they did was wrong shameful and disgusting but at the end of the day you guys have to speak up in these situations you can't just let something happen which is one of the most you seem to notice this a lot uh, in modern times is because everyone just wants to record things and no one wants to do anything like, if you see something, do something. Like, I, w- I was w- listening to this podcast, and they were talking about Asian hate in New York City. And this poor old woman is getting beat up on a subway. Three people are recording, and not a single person stopped an old woman from getting mm-hmm. beat up. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. You're telling me we have all these people here. One person is just completely assaulting this old woman. And no one does anything. We're just going to watch it happen. It's absurd and it's shameful to know that there's people like that because you're just as bad as the people doing it if you're not going to do anything about it. Exactly. The subway train is just completely despicable. And those were all adults. Um, and I completely agree with you on the high school holding the kids accountable thing. And I have stepped in before when that kind of hazing goes too far. But if there's one thing I've noticed is that when that hazing culture takes over a team it's less these students these students know it's wrong and the students committing the actions are vile and absolutely despicable and probably have no chance for character growth considering what they were going to do once they hold a little bit of power over people they view as below them but the kids around them they know nothing's going to change they know the coaches aren't going to step in and i know a lot of them are afraid that if they do step in if they do speak up then they're just going to be the next target of the hazing yeah And that's the most tragic thing because no one feels safe enough to step in because they know that nothing's going to change. The target will just switch to them. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see how cultures like that can continue to still function uh, in society, especially now. Um, It's very shocking, not shocking, but it's very disheartening to hear that this is probably not going to be the last case of this happening at a high school football team or any team really. This is probably going to be another story in a few months where high school in the middle of a championship run. And then as soon as something goes bad, then these stories come out kind of deal because despite for the most part, they probably went numerous years because they're, they were a winning program and they were doing really good in football. And, you know, it seems to be for the most part that winning seems to block out a lot of the extra extracurricular activities. And that is, at the high school level, collegiate level, and even the pro level. Winning can cure a lot of things and it hides a lot of problems. Um, So hopefully these kids obviously get that the closure that they need from this situation and that they can move on, Um, hopefully live better lives. Um, But yeah, I can't stress this enough, guys. But if you see something, do something. Um, And that's my advice, I guess, for you. Guys, we talked about what to watch for the week, but what can we watch in the future? Well, everyone's 
favorite fast rat boy that's blue, whatever you want to call him. Maybe he's a hedgehog. Uh, but this blue piece of garbage who has been competing with Mario in the Olympics for years, but now that really fast rat boy Sonic is getting even more movies with the second Sonic movie slated for the spring release this year and apparently even more content coming in the near future. The Sonic Cinematic Universe. Yes, the Sonic Cinematic Universe is getting a third movie and even a spin-off show starring Knuckles. Paramount and Sega have started development on a third feature film installment to the franchise while Sega and Paramount Plus, which is the worst streaming app I've ever seen in my life, are developing the first ever original live action Sonic series to launch in 2023. It will feature the character Knuckles with Idris Elba returning to voice the role after it debuts in the new sequel movie April 8th. The announcement was made during Viacom's investor event where Brian Robbins, president and CEO of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon, chief content officer, so many names and titles that I mean I could list, but who honestly cares? He made the announcement there. Sonic the Hedgehog also broke multiple box office records, including becoming the domestic top grossing video game adaptation of all time. Just like Beyonce had the greatest music video of all time. Uh, when it hit the theaters in 2022, earning almost $320 million in a worldwide box office, the success gave Paramount another franchise to take its greedy hands into and make as many movies as possible. Guys, are we going to be running fast to the theaters on this one? <laughs> uh, I will leave now. Um, Amina, your host. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> there ain't no, ain't no way Sonic came out in 2022. There's no way. It's, this movie, you're telling me all that like Sonic rebranding stuff? Yeah. This, no way. Yeah, apparently. Hold on, let me double check, but I mean, I feel like the pandemic felt, well, still is, but you know, it felt very very long. It did. I, I can't believe. Guys, it was like don't worry. We're going on a two-week spring break. We'll be okay. Oh, no. Okay. It didn't come out in 2021. 2020. It okay. came out. Oh, it actually came out in the beginning of the year in 2020. Okay. So it's pretty much been a full two years. So you're, you're not going crazy. My time either. scheme is not completely screwed. Is it, is it crazy to think that the pandemic started right around the Sonic movie started? Oh, you're on to something. I'm a conspiracy theorist right now. I think you might be on to something. Is Sonic single-handedly responsible for creating COVID-19? You can catch this discussion available on the Joe Rogan Experience on Spotify. (laughs) Oh, Oh, uh, he's still in the news, right? Uh, But yeah, guys, this is um, certainly interesting. But are you guys, have you seen the first Sonic movie at all? Yeah, it was good. You did, Amina? I never saw it. Amina, was it good? Um... Cause, like I vaguely remember what the whole oh. point was, but mm. it's good for a child, I guess. Oh, that's fair. Like it wasn't. I wasn't. I wouldn't want to watch the second one. Oh wow! So it really wasn't that good then. Like if it was on TV, I'd watch it, and I think that's what happened mm. the first time. That's fair. I just feel that Sonic is just a weird character to make a, a cinematic universe around. Yeah. They got knuckles and tails. Yeah, like, and I, I'm gonna stand by what I said just earlier when we were on break. I think Sonic really should just stay in animation. I really don't think live action will work for Sonic. Yeah, that's weird. 
Sonic deserves live action, Lana. Okay. He's worked his tail off for all these years. He's gotten thousands of steps in. I think he's deserved his rightful spot as a live action character. Aiden, are you excited for Sonic? Totally clocked out thinking of <laughs> Idris Elba playing a Sonic's character. Anyway, um, I'm very excited. I saw the first one, wasn't that bad. Uh, I want to see the second one purely because I think it'll be really funny. And I really like seeing Jim Carrey and anything he does. And he's playing uh, Eggman in this one. And I think he's a magnificent actor. So I, I'm going to see it. Okay. That's fair. I haven't seen the first one. I'm interested in it. Um, it reminds me of the same kind of uh, style that Detective Pikachu was done, I guess. Um, and Detective Pikachu is actually, I thought, a pretty good movie for the most part. Um, probably not something like I would watch more than one and a half times, the amount of times I did. But it was still like a fun movie. Um, so yeah, I imagine Sonic is probably on the same category where you probably watch it once, enjoy it for a little bit, and then probably never remember it afterwards. Yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Amina, what is the most recent Hallmark movie you've seen? Oh, actually, I just watched it, you know, Valentine's <laughs> Day. Um, I think it was like, I don't know what it was called, but they were on the farm. and uh, Wow. <laughs> it's so bad that she doesn't even know the name of the For movie. For real. <laughs> All the clues were, they were on a farm. Because they make so many. Like they have, you have that's true. Love in the country, love in the air. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> love in There's so many. No love in a cow. I, I mean, um, whoa. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend Hallmark. I, I should be in like all their movies at this point moving forward. You want to star in a movie? I mean, at this, you know, they literally, they reuse actors. <laughs> yeah, yes. So much. And Thanks. it's like, oh, great. Like, Lacey Chambers in every oh You're name dropping Hallmark actors right yeah. now. Isn't like Candace Cameron Bure in a yes. lot of them too? What yeah, is going on right now? On um, it's on. I think it's on Hallmark Mysteries. Mm. Hallmark. I'm Mysteries? sorry. What? Yeah. <laughs> DJ Tanner is the. Hallmark Hallmark Good Lord! <laughs> what is? Hallmark is an interesting place, but it's good stuff. Yeah, I remember watching a Hallmark movie around the Christmas time. Like my mom was watching, I just walked in. It it was such like a weird movie because nothing was happening in the mm -hmm. entire movie. It was just people just going around doing things for like an hour and a half, and then the movie ended. I was like, "What was the plot? What was the nothing happened in Some the movie?" Some are better than others. <laughs> There's no plot. Like people just walking around for an hour and a half, just doing yeah. things. And I was just like, "There was no point to that movie. Why just watch?" I have a question for you guys. Have you seen the sci-fi channel before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen their movies before? Yeah. Yes. That is the... Okay. Maybe not exactly the same. But for the most part, I think they are very similar in everything that they do compared to each other. Yeah. Um, take that as you will, because I've enjoyed many sci-fi movies. Are they good? Absolutely not. Um, and I feel like maybe Hallmark is is on the same level. Wait, is Sci-Fi in charge of like Sharknado? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are hilarious. <laughs> What's the worst like subcategory of movies? Shark movies or zombie movies? Oh, shark oh, movies. movies. Yeah. Shark movies are horrible. Because zombie movies can actually like I feel shark movies. I've never seen a good one. 
But zombie movies, I've seen many good zombie movies. Jaws was a pretty good shot. Oh, yeah, Jaws. Jaws was the only yeah. decent. The Meg. Why did they need more? The, the Meg Jaws. wasn't bad. The Meg was enjoyable, which was weird. Meg from Family Guy? No, they, the no I'm kidding. The Meg <laughs> was <laughs> the Meg was a movie. Moving on. Um, we all talk some spook. Oh wait, hold on. I can't transition yet. And we're back, guys. A Spider-Man continues to swing his web. Spider-Man No Way Home has officially rubbed dirt in the eyes of director James Cameron's 2009 blockbuster Avatar to become the third highest grossing domestic release in history. Spider-Man No Way Home collected the remaining $1 million this week to overtake Avatar and its massive 760 Point five million dollars at the North American box office to fourth place in the record books. Sony's latest Spidey adventure is the culmination of Tom Holland's web slinging trilogy and has grossed a stunning $760.9 million at the domestic box office since launching exclusively in theaters in December. Those tickets are those ticket sales are three times as much as the next highest grossing movie of the pandemic era, which was Disney's and Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings with $224 million. It would require a small additional $100 million in domestic tickets to sale uh, to catch Avengers Endgame, which grossed over $558 million. It is number two, but number one is surprisingly Star Wars The Force Awakens, with $936 million in first place. Guys, Spooderman, Dirt, Ice, um, what other catchphrases? Uh, Store. Great power, great responsibility. The lasagna's on the table. Hey, Trash, bro. You want forgiveness? Get religion. That's- <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, guys, um, are you still feeling Spider-Man right now? Is the excitement for you done? No, I still mm. genuinely enjoy it. I get happy thinking about it. Okay, it a good experience. I just, I'm just hoping for Amazing Spider-Man three at, at this point. That's what I was talking about. Garfield needs his third movie. He needs a good script. Does he need a third movie? Yeah, he does. He's he? such a good actor. The films let him down. I yeah. mean, the stories were bad. He kind of yeah. let down Gwen Stacy when you think about it. Oh yeah, Yikes. Um, Putting my T's and P's to Gwen Stacy and that character. Um, she did, did. Uh, but guys, <laughs> hey, he was able to redeem himself. Yeah, I mean, he was. He, so he did sad. redeem himself. Spoiler alert in, in the new Spider Man. But all three Spider Mans are in the movie. Take it as you will. Um, but it was a good movie. You guys liked it? Loved it. Haven't seen it. You have oh, no. I'm sorry, oh wait, no, you don't even like Marvel. You're good. <laughs> I was sad, and then I was. Nah, she doesn't care. <laughs> you expect this from me, Lana. I, yeah. I just loved when Willem Dafoe just said, "I'm somewhat of a scientist myself." I think I that was cried. the best line in the movie. I just cried. I cried. I will, but I, I teared up. <laughs> you teared up. I. Uh, that was the moment that I made you emotional. cry in the entire movie. I might have had to. Go out of the theater, take a few minutes, just get back to my seat, and just wow. thank, thank the good Lord that He gave me that line again <laughs> one last time. And the Toby and thank Tom. Willem, just drip foe. Willem drip foe. Just drip foe. The good great, Lord, the great guy. He is such a good actor too. Yeah. Oh my God. 
you know who's also actually uh, I think that's gotten better in the movies is Ned's character. Um, I thought he wasn't a, really a great actor um, in the first movie, but now I feel like he's actually um, shown improvement. I guess so maybe he's taking classes. I don't know, but I feel like his performance was more believable uh, in this movie, and I think it's definitely been his best performance as an actor, at least for these. I don't know what other work he does, but definitely cool. I thought he was a decent actor, but I think the scripts definitely let him down. I like that his character sure. now is decent depth to him. Exactly. I think this did a lot of development for him. Yeah, it gives um, him room to grow. But there's one thing we need to address in these movies is the fact that is Marissa Tomai one of the most beautiful people on Earth? Um, I would say so. So shout out to you, Aunt May. Um, 